Behind all the glamour. Behind the Lux listings. A raw take on all things real estate. All things New York City. All things us. We ready? We're ready to get started. Here we go. (laughs) All right. So we're going to do a podcast. We've talked, I've talked about this forever, right? Um, So what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about us, our lives, real estate in New York City, luxury real estate, all of our fun, fascinating clients. We're going to tell all the secrets about exactly all what our, we do. All our, all our client secrets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no names. Well, only if we're allowed. Go on. And all the behind the scenes that nobody gets to see because everyone thinks if one more person tells me I sell really fabulous apartments mm-hmm. and then I got to remind them. Yeah, you don't know about the... Yeah, exactly. We spend more time on the (laughs) $600,000 studio. Which is great. Yeah. And we love it. And we do everything. No pride here. Um, Yeah. Okay. So... But it's fascinating what people think. I think it has so much to do with the influx of TV shows and what people think New York City real estate looks like. And they have no idea... uh, you know, what goes behind the scenes. Yeah. So I think that's what's really interesting. And, and hopefully... And, and that we don't just have keys and open doors and everything sells yeah. immediately. And then we have a lunch to talk about our different offers. That, and we that's definitely just, don't yeah. scream at other brokers well, like they some, do on TV. Well, sometimes we, we do. Some brokers are scream at us. Yeah, exactly. But we're not screamers. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's let's see where this all goes. And we thought about some names, but I don't know. We've had some suggestions. I liked... The Wasp and the Jew, but um, I don't know that we're going to use that. We're still brainstorming, so we'd love to hear some feedback on yes, exactly. the Wasp and the Jew. All right. so Because I'm, I'm not a Wasp. But what's that? I'm not, not a Wasp. Yeah, right. The Irish Catholic <laughs> and the Jew. Um, so <clears throat> Steve Cohen team, and I'm Steven. And I'm Tim. And we've i've so i've been working in new york real estate for 22 years um i was uh with my former firm at corcoran for 20 years and i've been at douglas elliman for uh coming on three years um and tim how long have we worked together coming up five years in february yeah you know how i remember that how do you remember oh yeah scarlet yeah was born the week i started yeah i hired tim over the phone, we had met, but we, I hired you over the phone. I was in South Carolina because our youngest daughter was, uh, she was being birthed. Correct. Yeah. So how's it been? It's been good. I remember, God, I remember. Uh, so before I got into real estate, I was doing media sales. So I worked at NBC and then I worked at the Hollywood Reporter Um and I think I always had that itch to do real estate. Growing up on the East End of Long Island in Watermill, kind of saw so much real estate development. Yep. And I saw how real estate took off. I loved sales. I love, you know, doing the marketing, doing the strategic side of it. Um, and after, God, after 12 years or so in, or 11 years in media sales, I finally took the plunge. And I remember... I was talking to Tim Davis, yep. big broker out in the Hamptons. Who we love. And Tim kind of recommended, because I was like, can I dabble in real estate? Can I do it on like Saturdays? And he was like, no, that's not how this works. 
It was 100% right. I remember he uh, introduced me to a couple different brokers, of which they're all, I would call them mentors at this point of mine, still um, lovely, lovely brokers in the business. And when Stephen and I met, I remember we just kind of clicked. And I remember, you know, he sort of, Stephen had the balance of work and, um, and lifestyle that I loved. Um, so I think, but the team was very different then. I mean, even in the five years. Yeah. Very different. I think about the office we were in and who was on the team and things we've accomplished. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. We've come a long way. Tim and I were actually, we were talking this morning because we're in a growth mode right now and we're shifting and pivoting in this new economy. Um, but we were talking this morning about sometimes it feels like we're taking a few steps back because we're trying new things and, uh, but we're actually, you're, we're always moving forward. So, um, I remember when Tim first came in, I've told this story before he knows this. Tim, how tall are you? Six, two. Yeah. Okay. So I tell people I'm five, nine, but I'm really not. Um, and, um, but I remember I was like, Ugh, I don't need this tall guy around me. He's too tall. Make me feel short. So I almost, nah, first split second. But no, immediately we connected. And um, yeah, I remember when you came in the office. And, and there was an instant connection. And also, I liked Tim's background. And I thought he'd be great at real estate. It's Listen, it's not rocket science and it's not brain surgery. However, it is definitely more complex and it's a real business, not like when I grew up and this, the stereotype were divorcees and single moms were your real estate broker. Uh, you're right. So much has come a long way. A, we deal in very big ticket items as well as other things. But real estate for many people, it's uh, can be their greatest asset or one of their greatest assets. And for other, it's even if it's not their greatest asset, um, it's their home. So that's super important. So there's the whole emotional side. Um, and yeah, so there's a lot to it. Also, and the industry yeah. has a, I mean, we're oh sitting here God. doing a podcast. I know, exactly. Right. And I who mean, wants to hear from two real estate brokers? Like, but what? it's it's podcasts, it's Instagram, it's YouTube, it's it's things that weren't even discussed five years ago. Not at all. And we really, during COVID is when we really took off in social media. And I remember it was Jeff Mays, who we were coaching with Mm -hmm. at the time. Shout out to Jeff Mays. Mm -hmm. And he said to us on, we used to do, uh, I was in the Hamptons. You were, we were all scattered. The whole team was scattered. Mm -hmm. And um, our God, Serene, our marketing director was in Tunisia, where she still is. (laughs) She hasn't come back. But it's amazing. You'd think she was on the ground here with us. But anyway, so we would do morning calls and every morning this during COVID. And then we had a coaching call with Jeff and he said, all right, you guys, you've got to pivot. You've got to get more into social media. You have to do a show. And I remember I groaned and I said, I'm not doing that. And every time I tell Tim this all the time, every time there's a new idea or suggestion that comes up, the more I groan and say, I don't want to do that, the more that I know it's right. And that's the thing we should move forward to and lean into. So anyway, we started the um, we started doing like our interview shows with yep. all different clients and people we knew and influencers, and it was great. Real estate is just a topic that I, I think anyone can talk about, whatever level you're at. 
whatever, whether you're renting or buying, I think, especially New York City, it's yeah. so fascinating. Yeah. And my opinion, and I could be totally wrong on this, is here in New York City, we don't entertain at home that often. I feel like a lot of times we always meet people outside of the home. Yeah. So, I mean, that was my, when I got into this business and I started going through some of these properties, I was like, wow, like, it's just, you don't see this mm-hmm. and you, you know, you walk down Park Avenue just, and you don't know what's behind yeah. the brick building. And, um, or even I say this to people all the time, because if they walk in, I tell people, you never know what's lurking behind a door sure. because it can be like a grungy lobby loft building downtown, or even a small nondescript building uptown. And yet you open the door in this amazing apartment yep. that someone's put their time and energy and character into. Yep. And that's the exciting part, getting to see all the, getting to see what people have done. And I think as a real estate broker, you you really dive into people's stories about yeah. how long they've been there, why they did what they did. And then it's like, why are you selling? Why are you buying? Like, So what's and- your favorite part? You've been doing this now five years. What's your favorite part we're in we're very lucky we do as we said all levels of real estate in new york city and mm-hmm. you know we refer things to other markets and dabble a bit in the hamptons what's your favorite part of your quote job i think the connecting with people yeah and that's what i think i was missing in my previous career if you want to call it um is you really get to connect on a emotional level with people because as you said, sometimes they're buying their biggest asset. And also sometimes is that a life-changing moment right. for someone, whether they're having another kid or, you know, they're getting divorced or they're leaving because of work or whatever the situation is, it's it's such an important part of someone's life yeah. that it's, it's kind of exciting to be a part of it. Um, and then I, the other thing I love is I love helping first-time buyers. Like, because I remember when I bought my first apartment and it was like borrowing money and pulling it together. And I was like so excited to buy my first studio. And I love seeing people um, you know, kind of own part of New York City, which yeah. seems like everybody wants to do. So yeah, that's great. Well, you and you're great at that. I mean, you're great at all levels, but um, particularly I've seen you work with um first-time buyers. Or people scaling up or a young family. Um, yeah. And then again, with the real estate, there's so many, I don't want to call them secrets, but things I just, when I was buying, I just didn't know. Um, you know, we talked about yesterday. I remember we were in the office the other day and I said, there's maintenance on storage units. Like yeah. that's just not a known right. fact. Or on parking. We were talking or about parking, on parking. You know, and it's like, yeah. someone's meaning, so meaning, excited they buy a parking spot right. and then they- Three hundred or four hundred thousand dollars to have a parking spot in New York City, and then there's a monthly fee, and then there's a monthly fee on top of it. Yes, you can't forget to tell you people know? that they get a little pissed off, <laughs> even though it's minimal compared to what they're spending on the apartment yeah, but and the still parking annoying. spot. Yeah, but hey, if you're again buying parking for two hundred fifty, three hundred, or four hundred thousand, you would expect that you're not also paying a monthly uh, fee on top of that. So yeah, that's. <laughs> That's a little thing that we learn from experience. So I've been here five years, Stephen. How long have I been here? Yeah. Have you told us that yet? Can you say the number? Sure. <laughs> uh, I've been in real estate coming on 23 years. So I started in 2000. Okay. And I moved to New York in 1997, middle of 
It was right after Diana died and JFK. And I had been living for a number of years overseas in uh, South Africa, Australia, and New Zealand, not New Zealand, sorry, South Africa, Israel, and Australia. Australia was the shortest stint. Israel and South Africa um, are like second homes. And so thought that it was time to come back to the States. I wanted to be close to my family and friends. And I'm very fortunate, by the way, all the community that I've built, you know, overseas when I lived, they're still part of it. And, um, are part of my life and I'm part of their life. But anyway, so I moved back to New York and or moved to New York and then finally got into real estate. But it's something I've thought about doing since I've been 16 years old. Mm -hmm. So, and there's a number of different things of why and how that came to be. And so, so right now, like after COVID and where the economy is, obviously real estate all over the country is going through a really interesting time. You've been around through 9-11, 2008, mm-hmm. um, when the man walked on the moon. Um, <laughs> what? I was one. <laughs> what do you say? Like, it's so, I, I just think we all think like, as a younger broker, like, like me, no, like myself, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, it's so easy to panic and just I don't know. I think one thing I always hear from people is like, you know, what what is it going to look like in the right. next couple months? You know, and obviously you're not a fortune teller. We get yeah, it. Right. Um, but as I said, you've lived through all these like monumental downturns. The depression and, of 1931. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> um, um, the first pandemic in 19. But not even talking yeah. specifically like no, to today, but so, like, right. how do you keep momentum and how do you keep enthusiasm when... I mean, we're just flooded by tough news. Right. right. Great question. So the real answer is I don't all the time. Um, As you know, we talked about this, like, you know, we're very fortunate. We have a really tight knit, strong team and everyone, you and I both have really great family and friends and support in our lives. Uh, But I whine, complain and mope. Not a lot, but enough. Um, But In seriousness, to answer that question, and I said it during COVID, and I really was early on, immediately during COVID, and I'm saying it now, it's New York City. We will come out of this. Human beings have such short memories, and wherever we are, they forget, like, oh, my God, we've gone through this and come out. And every market, 9-11 and 2008, when things were bad, we came out better and stronger and this this will happen now. There's opportunities in every market um, if prices potentially will go down um, further. I don't think in New York City, actually, they'll go down percentage-wise as much as the rest of the country. And I think it's because during COVID, the rest of the country shot up. And mm-hmm. even our, you know, we have a home in the Hamptons, you do, uh, you know, those other markets. Um, but... People still need to buy and sell and move up or move down, and um, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. I, our job, I think, is to to stay, keep the emotions between the lines. People look to us about how to react. I tell people all the time, um, I'll tell you when to panic. Um, and to just know, be as up on the market as we possibly can, because that that's our job. So, And that's, I mean, 
I feel like people always want to ask that question is what does the New York City market look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and you mean particularly financially, how the market looks right now? I think the yeah. real estate market, I yeah. think because we're in it and we're six feet deep every day yeah. talking to people, yeah. dealing with the buy side, the sales, like we're, we're on it. People really want to know what we're seeing and like, are people transacting? Are the headlines really true? And I think that's really key is, you know, sometimes it's better to get our experience because again, we're in it every day. Like we feel it. We feel that, yeah, it's, it's slow, but people are still transacting, yeah. you know, or no, it's really slow or yeah. we're crazy busy. Right. Um, I, I think the greatest compliment and, that I get on our social media and our marketing reports is that we're, well, uh, we're truthful, we're honest, but we're, we're even with it. We give the good, the bad, the ugly, what we really are experiencing. Um, and by the way, sometimes what we're experiencing can be different than what's actually going on the, in the market. And I know successful brokers all know what I'm talking about. There can be a market where things are kick-ass and we're just not hitting it. Or there's a down August and, uh, you know, uh, we have the best August we've ever had in, you know, 22 years. Mm -hmm. But what I'd say is um, right now, what's going on is this, this is real. I think the headlines, listen, headlines are, are headlines and they're meant to to jar people and and sell papers and and get viewers, um, but the economy is struggling now. People are still transacting, but we're not seeing it clearly. Twenty twenty one was gangbusters. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. Prices are adjusting. We say it all the time. Pricing is more important than ever. Um, really, even more so now. Yet there are people out there. And people, there's a lot of cash sitting out there now. Yep, totally. So, um, you yeah. were saying that sometimes when the market's down, individual brokers are doing well, yep. or vice versa. Uh, when the market's really up, maybe your client network, you know, is just not yeah. transacting. Um, so, your network. I mean, 23 years. Like, what? How did you build this network? And like, what? Where did it come from? Because I was talking to a young agent yesterday and she's like, I'd love to like really get going. She's like, but how do I build this network? Right. She's like, I'm not, I'm not a New Yorker. Um, how did you do it? So I'd say the first thing is I had a vision of what I wanted my career to look like, who I wanted my clients to be. Literally, I would picture actual people that I wanted to be involved with and selling and I can tell you, I I come from Philadelphia and I have a very strong base there and I happen to be a very social guy and I'm, (laughs) I think I'm good at relationships. Kirk may not think so, but anyway, um, but uh, truthfully, I'm good at relationships. I keep in touch with people and I care about people. Um, So the network, literally, I envisioned who I want to work with and I, I won't mention names, but some of those clients nowadays, we've literally sold their apartments. And these were, I'm not, so I'll, I'll talk about the the exciting uber successful, uber, you know, multi-million, 20, $30 million properties that we've sold, where literally I had visions of 20 years ago, 10 years ago, someday I'll sell their apartment or I'll work with them. Or two attorneys who I know who are hugely successful trust and estates attorney and 
work very closely with them. And I had a vision. So part of it was the vision. And then part of it is just, we're New Yorkers. I have two kids. We're involved. We sit on the board of the, you know, the JCC and on Hillel Penn State and other Kirk's on the board of uh, the, the Drama League. So it's being out there and we're not on board so we get business, but that's that's how life happens. People work with who they trust and who they like. Obviously, you have to be knowledgeable and good and have a track record, um, but you build on that. And um, I think trust is, I don't know, it's so, it seems like in this industry, it's so important. Um, there's a statistic, I won't get it exactly right, but I think when they value in a salesperson or someone they work with where people put their values, trust is number one. Mm-hmm. It was like... I mean, you have incredible. to trust. Yeah. If we don't have trust, if our clients don't trust us, when we have to make that phone call and say, listen, I'm seeing it every day. This is what's going on. I We got to talk about a price reduction. Yep. We're not calling to do that price reduction because that's like what's going to make us... The, that's what has to get done to sell this property. Um, and we're coming at it with data. We're coming at it with our, again, our experience day to day. Listen, some of it's just that, a gut. The other day, you know, I'm talking to a number of people about price reductions right now. And one of them, I said, it's, you know, I didn't say it because I need to support it. But it's just my gut. I just know it because I feel what's going on. I see what's out there. Mm-hmm. Um and listen, gut and strong premonition, I think, is a big part of success and, yeah. and life as well. Yeah. What's the most important? What takes up more of your time than work? I think Don would say the dogs. The do- but Don would say work number one, right? I've walked the dog. I walk the dogs like six to seven times a day. Um, okay, that's just weird. Yeah. Well, there's three, and they're not on the same schedule. So okay, that, okay, that, if anyone has any tricks to get three dogs on the same parenting. schedule, no, it's not. Okay. They're rescues. Yeah. I've got them late. Um, Wait, I know your dogs. You can't take the three of them out together. No, no, no. They, we all go out together. Okay. So, what, but they don't always all like go to the bathroom. together. Oh. So then two hours later, I've got to take all three out again. It's okay. the, the doormen and, know. And Don and Tim do not have a dog walker, which in New York city is like, if you own a dog, it's like, I mean, that's just I love doing norm. it, but okay, that's all right. That's why I can't yeah. reach you when I can't reach you. Yeah, go on. But Dom was away this week, so it was a full time balancing act. Right. Just is trying he still to, in London? He's on his way back. Okay, yeah. and how was that reporting? That was, and we were talking about obviously the death of Queen Elizabeth and King Charles the Third, who I think, and I said this the other day. I just finished uh, Tina Brown's book on the royal paper. So I'm at dinner. Stephen's an expert on the royal family. Not just an expert, but I speak like they just called me. So, (laughs) Um, right. So he was in London. Okay. So you're, he's on his way back. You're walking the dogs and um, yeah. Why you don't have a dog walker? Because I like doing it, but okay. It's a lot. So you asked what takes up a lot of my time, right? Walking three. Here's my experience with dogs. Tim's. Was it Barkley and Bailey? The two Barkley young? and Boomer. Boomer. Yeah. When they, we he, used to be able to bring them into the right office. So first time, first time he brought them in. They only had two then. Tim went out to do a showing, and I was in the office with someone else on our team, and one threw up, 
and then the other threw up and then one went to the bathroom on our carpets and then the other went to the bathroom and Tim conveniently was out at a showing. And this was my first encounter with these dogs and I love dogs. I don't love cleaning up after dogs, but anyway. Um, all right. So we've got work, then the dogs. Then the dogs. Yeah. And then? Then working out. Your, your skincare. Yeah. Uh, well, my skincare <laughs> regime. No. Um <laughs> Working out. Um, what else do I like about New York? It's uh, not New York. This is your. Well, this is me, but New York's such a big part time. of my life. Okay, so, fine. Um, going to restaurants. Yeah. I got to tell you, we moved to Hudson Yards, and I've really fallen in love with the High Line. Well, I think the High Line is like, I, like when I have an early morning showing, and I can just like leave and walk down the High Line. It's like one of the most like peaceful things in the morning. Yeah. And obviously, and it's not line, peaceful at all because right. there's 10,000 tourists on yeah. it, but it's just sort of like, so if you don't know, the high line is a raised abandoned, uh, railroad line, railroad track that, uh, a number of years ago, and I should know who was involved in this, but people got together and worked on it very hard. And now it's a, it's a park yeah, and it stretches for many blocks and it's beautiful and incredible. And what has happened just to bring some real estate back is building and new developments have all built up and grown around the high line, Mm -hmm. literally to be right on the high line, Mm -hmm. which is like its own neighborhood. So you can't obviously walk in the high line, but not that often. You cannot bring dogs. Cannot bring dogs, which is fine. Yeah, Um, It's funny, actually, (laughs) this past week when Don was away, I literally would take like walks by myself because I just had to... (laughs) I needed time from, away oh, from, from the, the dogs because I was like, wow, okay. okay. Um, right. Because if I'm in the apartment, yeah. they just want 100% attention. Um, and normally, you know, either I'll be there or Don will be there. And so the dogs don't spend a lot of time in the crate. But right. since it was just me, they, they were spending right. time in the crate. Um, but yes, I love the High Line. So similar um, to my girls, my human children, want our attention, but we can actually plop them in front of a television or... Yeah, I can't hand them an iPad. Exactly. I know. Yeah. Huh. Well, I guess I could, but the only thing that ever quiets these dogs down is a treat. So... Okay. Got it. Uh, What else, Stephen? We're moving into the fall. Mm -hmm. Summer is probably arguably my favorite season, Mm -hmm. I would say. Um... I think we kind of, I don't know. I think we both, that was one thing I remember getting back to how we connected, but I think that was one thing I really connected on is like you had that same balance in the summer, which I loved. Um, But New York City in the fall for me is like my favorite time. Um, And it just sort of like, everyone seems to like come back and they're excited and New York fashion week. Um, and there's I a lot saying, going on. It, it's like back to, I keep using the term back to school, back to school. It yeah. really feels that way. And yeah. this summer more than a, in a long time felt like a real summer. Yeah. Like people took vacations. There was more traveling. People yeah. took time. Part of that, our market was slower. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it feels like God, we're back and you feel the bustle on the streets and we're busy and yeah, there's a lot going on. Yep. What else are you looking forward to this fall? Um, what am I looking forward to? We, well, I, first of all, I love fall. 
my very favorite day in New York City, one of my very favorite days, I have a few, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, there's just something about the energy. It feels like elementary school the day before vacation. And then uh, the day of Thanksgiving, that morning, we usually go to Philadelphia to be with family and friends. Um, that morning, the night before, and then that morning, we take the girls and we go watch the balloons being blown up for the Macy Day, Macy's Day Parade. Um, we're never here for the parade, but we go and see the balloons being blown up. Uh, my mother-in-law is turning 80. She's wow. the youngest 80, plays pickleball. When is that? The, her birthday is Halloween, October 31st. Ooh, Dawn's mom is turning 80. Eight, wow. Yeah. Jackie plays pickleball every day. She still works. She's gorgeous. Uh, and she'll tell you she's the best pickleball player in all of California. So let's just, we'll do a few questions. Hmm. Let's start with a fun one. Okay. What um, area has haunted houses in New York City? Oh, you know what makes me think? I don't know what area. They're hmm. all, I'm sure, haunted. I've We had two listings in the last year one, and completely different price points. One was downtown. It was a five-story walk-up on 10th Street, 11th Street, one of the best blocks in the village between 5th and 6th Avenues. And five-story walk-up, but it was an artist loft with soaring ceilings and this huge skylight. People had not been in there in, I want to say, 20 years. They, it was an abandoned place. It was it was like going into Grey Gardens. Mm. And Lee on our team took it upon himself oh, to God, clean up the one? whole place. Yeah. Do we have updated photos of that place yet? Have they uh, finished? No, my God, we should get them. Yeah. It sold for 200000 over what we priced it. Yeah, and we had like this 500 a, requests to 500 show that 500 requests. It was, again, a five-story small I was getting walk-up. calls from people in other states that wanted to come yes. and see it. And people loved it. And it got, the Post did a, New they York did, Post yeah. did a piece on it. Mm-hmm. We got more play on that. So that, and I think that was haunted. When we first walked in, I was a little spooked and mm-hmm. it's a little scary and dark and dingy. Uh, and then we have another listing, um, one of the most magnificent properties on uh, Park Avenue. And this is like when I envisioned how I wanted to live when, you know, when I was successful and how the truly rich in New York old school lived, you know, back in the 30s. This is one of those apartments. It's magnificent um, and was redone, but um, they haven't lived there in many, many years. Um, And I'm telling you, I I feel the owner has passed um, many years ago, but I feel her presence when I show the apartment. It's a very large, big apartment, many grand rooms. Uh, And so, you know, I'm there alone before the broker or buyer comes. Um, I'm telling you, I feel her presence. It's hmm. it's not doesn't feel haunted. There's a calmness and this, this, and I I so never knew spiritual. this person. I'm so deep, um, but uh, I didn't know her. But I've heard wonderful things about her, and so I do feel her presence there. Hmm. So I don't know if that's haunted. But. All right. Well, shifting gears, mm-hmm. someone's asking how many apartments um, and condos we show in a day, and that varies on the day. a day. Yeah. But I interestingly can acknowledge i think if i tracked my fitness and my weight it would directly correlate to how busy i am because i think i walk everywhere in the city so the more showings i have the more steps i get in 
the less I eat, wow. the less I eat for sure, because I'm not snacking because I'm too busy. Uh-huh. So maybe I'm going to do this. I might track the next showings and see what how much. I'm telling you, I get, I can clock 10, 15,000 steps oh, on I'm a sure. good day. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I walk everywhere. New Yorkers walk, I think, more than any other city in the world. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. maybe Paris. I don't know. Um, and when I go to other cities yeah. and I Google like how far something is and it's like, oh, eight tenths of a mile. And I'm like, oh, great. I can walk. You walk. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's like, uh, right. no, because you have to cross an interstate and <laughs> right. you're not doing that in Dallas. But <laughs> so, good idea. I walk a lot, but I also have a car. You spend some money on taxis. And taxis. But yeah. taxis, you can't get taxis in this city anymore. Yeah. So we have Astrid who is on call when we need her. So, all right. Anything else? Or we're, should we wrap this? Our yeah, first this was podcast? fun. It was good? Yeah. Were you in a bad mood before? Yeah, but now I'm in a good mood. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll this- be doing this again, right? I hope so. All right. I don't know what else we're going to talk about, but we better go have some life experience. So we have something to talk about. All right. Thank everyone for listening. And if you don't follow us on Instagram and. Oh yeah. We're going to be posting the videos of you playing pickleball. So there, there you go. follow Steven on Instagram. Exactly. Steven Cohen NY and follow Tim Malone. Tim P Malone oh, NYC. Yes. Let's get that. All right. We'll see you guys soon. All right. Thanks.